Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the podcast, Chris Graham, Rod Mullins. It's Monday. We normally talk NASCAR on Monday. We got two people now and the two drivers in the uh, championship four with Christopher Bell, the big winner in Homestead on Sunday. And lots of drama, Rod. Take us through it. How did Christopher Bell end up in a winner's circle? Well, I guess you could say that this was probably the most thrilling uh, Cup Series playoff race of the season. Uh, there's just no other way to say it because Christopher Bell did achieve a remarkable win with this Kevin Harvick Forever 400 that was sponsored by Mobile One. The victory didn't come easy for him whatsoever, but Bell rallied from an unfavorable race start to earn himself a place in the championship four for the second consecutive year. And it just seemed like at one point that it was going to be the top five was going to be out of reach. I was watching the last few laps of this race and it looked like there's just no way that Bell is going to come from uh, back where he's at to be able to uh, cut the difference and be able to make it into the top five. But he showcased his competitive spirit and strategy with less than 50 laps remaining. And despite being uh, one of the day's front runners as he went all through the race in that number 20 um, Joe Gibbs racing Toyota, he managed to get that lead spot took it away and then uh, held on to it from Ryan Blaney, who was leading uh, a lot of the race and ended up picking up uh, the first win of the season in the eight playoff races to date for him. And um, it just, I, I just think it's incredible. I think he just came from nowhere to win this race when I think a lot of people thought it may be a William Byron's or a Ryan Blaney's to win. Um, he comes out of nowhere, but he's the lucky dog out of this whole thing because Joe Gibbs racing, um, you know, what worked out positively for him, everything fell apart. And now, as they say, the one that will remain nameless is on the outside could be looking in if he doesn't do something by the time we get to Martinsville. Yeah. You mentioned Ryan Blaney led 53 laps. He moved above the cut line uh, up from right. seven. So he, he, he was a big winner. Uh, as far as that goes, three of the playoff drivers did not finish, including Kyle Larson, who led a lot of this race. Right. Uh, what happened to Kyle Larson? Kyle Larson had something happen when he was coming down on pit road. He was running the race really good. And then I don't know what it was, but he and Blaney were coming down on pit road. Blaney had the, you know, the clear inside lane supposedly going in there. But all of a sudden, his car just all of a sudden veered. I don't know if you want to say veered, but it went straight into um, the, uh, the caution, the little things that they have there that's filled with sand at Bristol, they're usually filled with water or sand or something like that, but he hit these and did some damage to the front end. And, you know, from that point on, he wasn't a factor in it. He says, I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to look at the telemetry and see everything as to what happened. He said, you know, I thought for sure I was right there at the yellow line and getting ready to you know, speed down, or if I want to call it that speed down and get to 55 miles an hour or under that while he's going down pit road, but it didn't happen that way. It's almost like he just accelerated in one way and then boom, he hit the barrier and then went on down through there after all that mess happened and then was not able to get back into the race, you know, and, and be a factor as he, as he had hoped. And he, he said he, afterwards, he said he hated it for Ryan more than anything else because right. he, clipped the back of, of Ryan's Ford, as you mentioned. Yes, so he did. Now, Larson uh, already in the championship four because he won last week, mm -hmm. um, but certainly was uh, he was he was dominating this race, led, uh, I think it was 96 laps in this race. Um, and so you mentioned Denny Hamlin. He, he's the one whose name we don't normally mention. 
Right. The, uh, it was right now on the outside looking in. Talk about those playoff drivers and and uh, you know with one more race to go in Martinsville here in Virginia um, with with everything on the line for the last two spots. Well, um, you know, I would I would have expected it from a Denny Hamlin. I would have expected it, but then not an engine failure out of Martin Truex Jr. So that took both of those Joe Gibbs racing cars out, the Toyotas. And, you know, Bell, the only one that, you know, managed to finish top top five, the top position and so forth. Denny Hamlin had a rough day. And uh, Ryan Blaney was going on uh, a little bit after the race, I think. And they asked him, they said, you know, uh, what was going on out there? What was what was the thing with Denny Hamlin? He said, well, he was trying to slide. He was trying to do a lot of slide jobs on him. It seemed like he was trying to use all the real estate. And he says, you know, I can only go so far. I'm, I'm trying to go up the track and I'm trying to avoid him and so forth. And he said, you know, um, what was it? Uh, I think the, uh, the term Ryan Blaney used the term or something like that. And I'm, uh, it'll come to me here a little bit later on, but he, he used a term that Denny Hamlin had used quite often in some of his, um, comments after to the media and, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin just all of a sudden out of the clear blue, just the car, veered goes into the wall uh hits pretty hard too uh denny hamlin was very uh he was dejected at the end of the race didn't want to talk too much about it because you know he got a dnf out of it um so where does that put him uh puts him i think at like minus 15 or minus 16 on the point something like that as they head into martinsville he's below the cut line you've got tyler reddick that's there. Martin Truex Jr. Somewhere in that, uh, they're in that mix too. So you've got three Toyotas, uh, all affiliated one way or another with Joe Gibbs Racing. That's kind of in that mix. That's beneath that cut line, and um, you know it's anybody's it's anybody's race to at least determine who's going to uh, be the winner at Martinsville. Who's going to come in and fill that uh, second spot uh, spot up right there to where they're going to have the championship four as they head to Phoenix. So, uh, you know, it was a bad day. Uh, it was good in one respect, but it was bad in another sense for Joe Gibbs racing. Yeah. Uh, J- Gibbs saying afterwards, we still got a chance. That's the way we look at it. We're going to Martinsville with a, with a chance. Um, you know, also uh, so- something before the race and it was actually during the week last week that uh, we talked about Ryan Blaney and how he, he ran in this race. Um, NASCAR reversed his DQ, so that's yeah. uh, that was huge news off the track before the race last weekend. Yeah, um, you know NASCAR really didn't just say they didn't come right out and say they they were sorry. They just kind of <laughs> came out and just said, "Well, something was overlooked." So it was the way that it was done. Um, I think they were looking to find somebody uh, that weekend that they thought had maybe slipped something underneath the radar on them. I don't know if they got through inspection, however it was, but, uh, they later found out that no, it was not something to do with the shocks as they had originally said, and they disqualified him out of it. And so, uh, it ended up being, uh, his saving grace coming into this week and, uh, you know, had a great performance, had a really great run, uh, through most of this race on Sunday afternoon down at Homestead. And I thought, yeah, that's kind of, you know, buoyed him a little bit up to where he's kind of floating here near the top and staying pretty close. Um, all he'd need is just a win. And I thought there at one point, yeah, he was leading at one point. I thought, yeah, he's going to win this. I think he's going to come close. But again, Homestead is one of those tracks that will surprise you as it's done before in the championship race. 
you know, Carl Edwards, Tony Stewart, they were going back and forth with each other. Uh, gosh, how many years ago has that been? Seems like it's been ages ago, <laughs> but they were going just back and forth and you'd see one point to the advantage. Carl Edwards would get a lap, uh, get a lap ahead or something, or get a point ahead. Tony Stewart would come back and then he'd jump ahead. They would go back and forth with each other. Homestead is one of those kind of racetracks where anything can happen. And it certainly did on Sunday. So I'm looking at the standings, uh, Blaney in fourth right now at 4106. That's the cut line. Tyler Reddick right. is 10 points back. You mentioned Hamlin and Truex. They're both 17 points back. Chris Buescher way back, 4063. He's 43 points back. So, I mean, if you're, I mean, there's two spots open because mm -hmm. Bell and Larson have, have clinched their, their bids. Right now, Byron and Blaney looking pretty good. Byron's 20 points ahead of the cut line. Right. So I think anything other than a DNF and he would be in good shape. Uh, in Martinsville on uh, this weekend. But if you're Reddick, Truex, Hamlin, certainly Busher, uh, you've got to, I mean, you got to run well, even Blaney, you got to run yeah. well. And you might be well advised to just go out there and win this thing. Uh, and, and so you're spot up. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that right now is do or die time for Chris Busher. I think he's got to do something right now. Um, you know, he's not had uh, a good couple of races here in the last uh, three weeks, three or four weeks. And uh, so you're kind of wondering, you're kind of saying, well, has all the newness and the, and the uh, championship contender sort of thing has all that glow kind of worn off of Chris Busher. I don't know at this point. I mean, you know, I don't know how he's going to react. He's probably never been in this kind of situation before. So this is something new for him, but you know, he upped and surprised us this year with three, you know, three races, three wins this past year, uh, going down the stretch. Um, I, I don't think it's impossible for him not to win the race. Uh, but I don't know how, he, how well he's really, um, I think performed overall at Martinsville over the last few years. Now, Ryan Blaney, I think it's, I think it's a pretty good uh, bet that Ryan Blaney will race good at Martinsville unless something takes him out. Um, I also have to say Tyler Reddick's going to be included in this too. Reddick is very disappointed. Reddick uh, told the media after the race yesterday, he was very disappointed with the race, very disappointed with the outcome, knew they had a better car than that. Uh, but you know, now's the time to quit talking about it. And now's the time to put it on the track and see what's going to happen this week. And that team really has to get themselves, uh, wrapped up and focused on what they need to do. I mean, look, you know, your top two right now, they don't have to worry about it. Christopher Bell, yeah, you know, Christopher Bell and, and Kyle Larson, they're not even thinking about this. They're just thinking, hey, we're locked. We don't have to worry about this. We just need to race, race our tails off when we get to Phoenix. But, you know, for those other two spots right now, it's do or die for a lot of these guys. And, you know, I'm not saying Denny Hamlin doesn't have a chance at it. It's right now, it seems like the self-destruction uh, stuff has started with JGR with some of these, uh, with some of these cars and these teams, uh, Denny Hamlin so close at one point that everybody was talking, saying he's going to win a championship this year. I think he's finally going to win a championship. Uh, it could be no, not this time. It could be him knocked completely out of it. Truex could get himself back into it. It's anybody's race coming up at Martinsville before they go into the last race at Phoenix. Half mile track, twelve turns, uh, Sunday at two o'clock. This is this is the kind of racing you want to see to determine uh, the last two spots. I mean, it should be some beating and banging out there uh, with those cars going around the track and those six drivers looking for two spots. Should should be should be a uh, you know on paper a good race. 
I don't think we're going to see any Ross Chastain moves this time around. Of course, they've banned that. You know, you can't do it. But I think there's going to be a lot of beating and banging this time around, and especially at Martinsville. Martinsville needs a good race, a good playoff race. It's going to get a lot of viewers and also get a lot of people in the stands too. And I, I really don't have any you know, doubt that Martinsville is going to have a good turnout for this race because this is an important playoff race. Uh, the big thing is trying to go up against the NFL and going up against some of these games that are going to be playing uh, this coming Sunday. NASCAR's got a chance to kind of take a step in the right direction and maybe be viewed just as much as some of these other um sporting events and the football games going on that Sunday. We'll just have to wait and see. I know some people are just like, Hey, you know, let's not, let's not talk about it too much. Let's just, let's just see what happens. But, you know, as with anything, uh, things will have to be adjusted. I know we were talking a little bit last week about Chicago. There's going to be things with the uh, Chicago road course race, the street course, uh, that the, uh, city of Chicago is making NASCAR kind of stick to this year. They're going to go in 2024. Um, I see the same thing kind of happening at Martinsville. They're going to stick to this and they're going to keep this race. Of course, where it's at, I think on the schedule, because it's a big one. It's a big one right before this final playoff uh, matchup between these four teams for the championship. And I think it's uh, I think it's do or die time for a lot of these guys. No other way around it. I think the next two big next two weekends for NASCAR, we got yeah. to, you know, getting into the championship race this weekend, of course, next weekend, all, all the marbles right. uh, in Phoenix. I mean, these should be two good weekends for NASCAR fans and, and sports fans in general. So. Well, Rod, as always, thank you for your time, your insight, and we'll look forward to talking about uh, the championship four next Monday. Yep, and I'll tell you one thing. If Denny Hamlin wants to believe in something, he needs to look at Virginia beating North Carolina this past weekend. At least that's something to believe in. He might have a chance at doing something, but I don't know. Let's just not go there. We'll just leave it at that, okay? I would I would say Chris Busher. he's so far back right now. He's the better equivalent to Virginia. He's, that's, he's that's way out of the race right now, right? Yeah, that's what I would say, <laughs> so I agree with you. Big upset in, in, in Chapel Hill with Virginia, one in five, uh, beating the number 10 Tar Heels, and we're both very happy about that. So. Yeah. Uh, well, Rod, again, thank you for your time. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks.